What's going on, everybody? How you doing out there? I hope you guys are having a great day because I am because you're listening in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Alley Rally Show. This is DJ Rick of the Fishbowl Radio Network with my show right here at 1 o'clock every Wednesday on the dot. And I'm going to start my favorite show with my favorite catchphrase, y'all. What it is, what it was, what it shall be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it shall be a little bit of something just like this. For those that know me, you know I wasn't on social media on Monday. Oh, I talked about my Cowboys. Man, did I ever. <laughs> it didn't go as well. Let me. It, it, it was terrible. <laughs> my God, it was terrible. I was not happy about that whatsoever. And now I probably will be paying out some things that, you know, <laughs> I didn't put it, I didn't put no money on it, okay? But mentally, I think I did. I'm like, yeah, if I'd have bet somebody, I'd bet like 10, 20, 30 bucks. I don't bet a lot. I'm not going to lie because it's a bet. It's a friendly thing. You know, wagers are, are that. You know, you lose a little money, you pat somebody on the back, say, hey, whatever. Or if you win some money, hey, I want a little pocket change. I might go out and get lunch. That's the kind of thing that I'm, I'm about. You know, I wouldn't put like 10 grand on something like that. Be all stupid and stuff. Like, even if I had the money, I wouldn't do it. I, I like little bets because. It's just about that, you know. Who's going to win? Who isn't? Laugh about it. Have a drink, whatever. But, man, I didn't put a damn thing on Sunday night's game. The last game of the day. The first start of the season, people. <laughs> and all my buddies got on social media and just let me have it. They just shoveled it. Hey, I shoveled it back at them, too. I mean... <laughs> You know, it's what we do. We waited all year long for this. And that's part of it. You know, my team can't always win, but when they do, hey, I'm, I'm all about it. Trust me, we get all hype, we get all happy about it. And in the middle of the season, you start making predictions for the Super Bowl. And in December, around Christmas time, you know who's going, who's not going, who could go. It's all about the season. This is what we do. This is America 101. And football, to me, is the best sport. So, you know what? We just we just play with it, and we go with it. But we didn't go anywhere Sunday. So, with that being said, don't email me, call me, or text me about my Cowboys. I ain't got enough tissue to wipe the eyes, okay? I'm still, I'm still kind of mad about that. I'm mad because, you know, we played poorly. Yes, I know our quarterback is out, and I feel for him because anybody that gets an injury in sport, whether it's a team that I like or I don't like, when, when an athlete gets hurt, it's serious. Whether it be the small fracture that he got, which needed surgery, or the big things where people sometimes get paralyzed and whatever, you know, and everything in between. You never want to see people get hurt. It does happen. It's part of the game. It's the risk you take. Even when I played Little League football, hey, man, people get hurt. High school football, people get hurt. It's sad. But it comes with it. No matter how much padding you got, helmet protection, whatever it is, you might be running around, you twist something. It's part of it. It's part of it. The human body's not made for that. But, you know, we modify it by putting pads on and trying to protect ourselves and end up with what we end up. But for the sport itself, hey, man, you, football is king to me. And I waited all year, all year to see this last game, knowing that my team was going to be the premier <laughs> 12 o'clock to 6 o'clock, that is, you have a multitude of games to go to. So you can watch your game and other games, you know. It's like, yeah, it opened up a can of worms, but we all have to agree that the 7 o'clock Sunday night game, whether it's your team or not, is one of the most watched games before people go to bed. Plain and simple. I've known some people who their fathers were coaches, football coaches. And it's like... You're watching every game possible. 
<laughs> and their fathers are reading the plays and explaining and, you know, being men as we are. And that last game is like after you had your Sunday dinner and you watch the news or whatever program you watch at 6, at 7, y'all gather around. We're going to watch this game. <laughs> you can you can tape everything else. We're watching this game. And if you're in Texas, if you're a Cowboy fan, yeah, 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 don't call me. Three hours later, you can call me. I got to watch this game. I turned the phone off. I turned the computer off. I turned myself off. I went home and started watching Nova, Channel 13, Life of an Emu. Because <laughs> the Cowboys played so bad. Man, I'm telling you, if I didn't have a full bar at my house, I probably went to Applebee's and got a drink, man. I was like, this is terrible. I'm not over it yet, y'all. I think I'll be over it by Saturday. That hurt. In the meantime, <laughs> moving on to other things. Hey, man, um, this it's not difficult for me to say, but I'm going to say it. Plain and simple. Uh, we lost the queen. I'm saying we as the world, not just this country or their country, but... I'm saying that because as long as I've been living, I've only known the British Queen, which most of you out there probably say, hey, you know, I mean, you know, British, you know, Queen. She lived almost 100 years. That's a lot of years, man. I'll tell you this. So, you know, she, I can go all day and talk about what she's done and everything else. You know, there's not enough time to do that. And right now they, they're looking at the body and doing what they do over there because that's what they do before they bury the monarch. But one dude, yesterday actually just brought something to my attention he said you know we'll probably never see another queen in our lifetimes what he means by that is the next people in line for the throne are, are, are men which will be kings and it's weird because i've only known a queen i mean it's as i just you know you think of anything of the queen it just you know comes off as that if you remember the king that means you were around way back when okay when her father had it because i mean she lived 95 years let's, let's be real okay I mean, that was a long time ago. And she's had it over 70 years in the throne. And now her son finally has. He's 74 years old. I mean, you know, look at the lifespan here. I don't know how long he's got, but I'm saying, you know, he didn't have the 95 years as a king. He has 74 years as a prince. But think about it. We'll never see another queen probably in at least one or two lifetimes because the heirs to the thrones now are all men now say for instance something happens to prince uh william and his son i mean i don't think it will and i hope not because i think the guy's a great guy but i'm saying if that happened then he's got a daughter in the middle and that could be possibly quote the queen but as you think about it happening traditionally you know you get married you're firstborn and that firstborn you know gets married has kids and so forth then typically then you've got the bloodline whatever but he goes yeah we probably will never see another queen you know we just you know eventually it probably will be one but in our lifetime of the people who can hear my voice right now we won't see another queen statistically speaking probably will not and it's not a bad thing it's just that we've all known queen of england so interesting what she's done how she's achieved it um being the person that she is or was and, of course, the kids she's raised and, you know, passing down these traditions and stuff. So, again, we can go all day with all this stuff like that. And this is leading up to my subject of the day. Uh, my guest was like, hey, man, you didn't introduce me yet, but I'm going to get to you. Trust me. Um, what I'm trying to say is that, <coughs> excuse me, I just got through drinking water, too. My allergies came back when all this stuff started growing. Thanks, rain. We got rain. We get 
all the trees and all the flowers back. And everybody that I've associated with in the last two days are complaining about allergies and stuff in the air. So, yep, Mother Nature's got us again. Anyway, um, today's subject is, is about some of their traditions, some of their things that they have to do, have to do, and things that they're not supposed to do, supposed to do, <laughs> because they're royalty. And I've been glued to the TV hearing what's going on with the family and the kids and all that stuff like that and what people are supposed to do in her presence you know before you meet her all this protocol okay and the same guy that told me about us not having a queen in our lifetime also said people think it's a privileged life and in many ways it really is but you're living under a microscope with everything that you do now, y'all have heard me complain that my grandmother was the nosiest woman in the world. And she, I kind of felt like that when it comes to living under microscope. Every time I did something, I scratched my ear. I moved my, I tuck in my shirt. You know, she's eyes on me. I don't know why that wasn't. It drove me insane. It really did. Times two million when you're a royal. Because everything you do, what you wear, how you present yourself, what you say, who you say it to, how you say it. Everything has its protocol because you're royalty. And some of the things I found ridiculous, uh, you you got to do the stuff because you're royal, okay? Now, before I introduce my guest, I'm going to say this. like If you notice, a lot of the men around the queen have a certain look. They're not supposed to have facial hair around the queen because she don't like it. And if the monarch don't like it, you can't have it. Now, her grandson, Prince Harry, has it. And she allowed that because he kind of said, well, you know, you're my grandma and all, but it's my face. So she kind of let him have that. She kept, she kept trying to break him of that, too, according to what the legend says, what I read, you know. But think about it. He's the only one with the beard. You know, her husband didn't have it. Charles didn't have it. William didn't have it. You know, but Harry's like, dude, I, I'm Harry for a reason. <laughs> and he had it. She hated that. She hated that. But... Most people around her aren't supposed to have hair because she don't like it. And the queen kind of get what she wants, okay? When you um around her, for instance, like at the dinner table, if she put a knife and fork on the table, okay, you're supposed to stop eating. You still have that spot in your stomach, man, because you eyeballing that dessert, right? And she queen through. And when she get up, everybody get up. When she leaves, everybody leaves. Ain't no going back for whatever that is on the table. <laughs> That's because the queen don't want it. I mean, I, I, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to... You couldn't get in my house over that mess. I'm sorry. There's things that you can't do because legend dictates to it. And, of course, if she personally don't want you to do something because she doesn't do it or she doesn't like it or it doesn't turn her on, you can't do it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got to talk about this. In fact, I might make a two-part show out of this because I couldn't get it all in two hours. But let me tell y'all something, for real. I have a lot of respect for people who have respect for tradition and monarchy and stuff like that. And that's kind of what you want. You know, I wouldn't mind giving a little bow, you know, because people do that. It'd be kind of cool because I don't do that on a daily basis, whatever. But just, just to think that here I am at this table. You got to eat a certain way, like bring your fork up eye level, bring it to your mouth, bring it eye level, bring it back down like you do in a... Uh, uh, military institutions <laughs> because 
you know, you got to know your salad fork from your dinner fork from your dessert fork. Now, I can go to Walmart and get some plastic forks, use that fork for everything I think I need to use it for right on. Or we in Texas, right? That's what we do. But you can't do that in front of her because it's not right. What? You know, you got a table with five forks and don't get me on the spoons. Okay? The teaspoon, the dessert spoon, the, the, the pudding spoon, the, the, the soup spoon. Uh, <laughs> And you have to have on a certain spot. This on the right, this on the left. Now, now see, if you are left-handed, you got to learn to eat right-handed, basically, is what they're trying to say. You can't switch and put your knife in, in your right hand to the left hand. can't do that in front of the queen, okay? <laughs> but this is your food you're eating. <laughs> but you can't do that. And they tell people, they will walk around and say, you can't do that. You know, like, like put it back where it's supposed to be. Um, that's the reason why we live in America. See, we, we, we just, no. If you've ever been to one of my barbecues, okay, queen gonna faint. <laughs> we with our fingers and stuff like that. It's crazy what goes on. So we're gonna talk about that. Because this has been passed down since the monarchy was established. You know, 1036, I think, is when they said they started doing it to present day. Okay? They probably started doing it before. But I mean, that's when they actually wrote it down and started saying, this is how it's, you know, from this point on, so y'all don't forget kind of thing. So yeah, we're going to talk about that. And now my guest, how you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? I'm doing great. Remind people of your name. Uh, Austin. This is Austin. He came last week, you know, in that wonderful band I had. name of the band is? Kevin Jackson. Yeah. And Kevin was supposed to be here today, but at the same time, he's making money at the day job because, like I told you guys before, you got your occupation, which makes the money, and you got your day job or night job, which is what pet people know you for. So, man's paying the bills and taking care and putting money in his pocket both ways through his music and through the day job. So, hey, I understand that, but I will say this if and when he's got some free time later on down the road this year, I'd be happy to have him back. So,. We actually have this thing on our podcast. Uh, we had a guest named Philip, and he's always bailing. Mm -hmm. So I guess now we can say Kevin bails too. So oh, Kevin, oh. <laughs> Kevin, you bailed on me. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I just played his music too. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you did. I'm the first one to play it on the radio. See, letting people down. <laughs> I tell you. So you you wouldn't mind talking about the Queen and some traditions, would you? Nah, no, nah, we can do that. I, I find it funny because. Um, a lot of, in, as I've seen, like Scottish and um, Irish, you know, you got, they got those beards sporting over there, you know. And to them, it's it's a lot of heritage for them, you know, Scottish and Irish, different than the British, even though they're kind of right there. And it depends on who you ask as far as they're all one, they're all separate, you know. It's, it's just, um, um, you know, who you ask, I guess, is what it really comes down to. But the thing is, that too is part of tradition. Even like in the Jewish faith and the uh, Amish, you know, men wear beards and it says it's married and stuff like that. Muslim too. But the thing is, you know, some men like to grow facial hair, but because she doesn't like it, the queen's like, cut it off. <laughs> and you do. We're like, what? You got a full beard. What would you? What would happen if you walked up to Buckingham Palace, put your band and guitar, and said, before you play, you got to take a razor to your face? Well, I have what would actually happen, then I have what I'd like to say. <laughs> <laughs> You get the chance to play for the queen, you listen to the queen. Hey, you want this opportunity, so, uh -huh. but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking this, right? It, it's crazy. The things that we don't know about what they do, what they go through, or what is said before they come out, or what somebody will tell them, you know, how to wear it. Well, 
Let me get this out of my mouth the best way I can. When Prince William got married, Prince William has served in the Royal Air Force as a helicopter pilot. He's, he loves to fly. In fact, everybody on the male side of that family has a, a pilot's license. But he really likes to fly. I mean, he really enjoys being in the air. So he's also in the um, Army. And I think because he's royalty, he has something to do with the Navy from what I've read. It's, it's like if you you do all this, they put you through all this. The next thing you know, you got all the uniforms and they promote you honorably with the uh, higher ranks and stuff like that. Well, the thing is, he wanted to get married in his Air Force uniform because he enjoys that branch the most. The Queen has to sign off on your wedding as far as if you want to get married, I've got to approve it. And she puts whatever she puts on there, puts her seal on there, then you go for it. And they said she didn't meddle with his wedding plans, but she said, you ain't going to wear that uniform. I want you to wear the red one, the big bright red one that they wear, like the guards wear, you know. And he's like, well, that's nice, but I'd rather wear my Air Force uniform because I love the Air Force. She said, well, you, you might, but you ain't wearing it. <laughs> my grandma does not want me to wear my Air Force uniform. And he didn't. <clears throat> he didn't. <laughs> and I'm like, it's still his wedding. Well, yeah. But tradition says if she didn't like something, and she could put a halt to that wedding too, saying, if you don't wear that red uniform, you're not getting married. Grandma, you suck. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wouldn't that be wrong? Just, you know, she, she's got that power. Yeah, I couldn't imagine living under something like that. <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> I thought I got out. Of, I thought I got out of that when I was, you know, eighteen. Uh huh. Yeah. And when Harry got married, he had a, a dark uh, uh, army black uniform on, and she didn't have a problem with that. But see, he's not direct heir to the throne. William is, you know, firstborn. You get a little bit more prestige when you're the first one there. And if I was reading the other night, I was like, wow, you know, because I said, hey, you know, Diane had two kids, you know, how come this one can't do it? She didn't seem to care too much. She also said that, quote-unquote, Harry was the favorite one. Well, okay. If that's the way you see it, fine. But you still let him wear what he wanted to wear at his wedding. And you really didn't approve of his wife, because she's not too crazy about Meghan Markle. But when Harry, uh, William got married, she's like, yeah, you can do all you want to. Use my palace, use my chariot. You know, we got the food, the drinks, the invitations. But she ain't wearing that uniform. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Queen something else. And she didn't have to ask twice. She said it once. <laughs> and it was law. Isn't that, that crazy? That, that's wild. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, that's kind of why we why we came over here, didn't it? Uh-huh. Back, yeah, hey, back that's days. why we're right here, right? You ain't lying about that. <laughs> it's funny. We, uh, we didn't like it so much, we basically mimicked their form of government. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> And we have it that way, so you know, it is what it is now. Uh, let me play this song and play a few commercials and come back and talk to you about this. Now, we'll say this. Uh, the Queen is also tied to the Church of England. And back in the day, the Church of England thought that the King and Queen were in charge. And some people thought that God himself was in charge. That's why we had this big split of that. And the Church of England still has its problems, believe it or not. Uh, but they do what they do. And, you know, she's been at church service every Sunday you know she's gonna be buried inside of the cathedral all that stuff like that. she's got a connection with God as she as she believes but uh, someone asked her about you know not so much death but like uh, rapture like say if Jesus came back as Christians believe he will 
come back and you know go from there she goes well i hope the lord does come back in my lifetime someone asked her why well why would you you know you know why and she said simple because if he did come back in my lifetime i would love to take my crown off and place it by his feet i'm like right on because the queen will take her hat off nobody right but she's the hey, lord came look here <laughs> take off them diamonds <laughs> lay it right by the king's feet that's some dedication yes I'm like, okay, okay. That 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 speaks a lot of volume. Cause she got a lot of crowns. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-nine of them. I read that too. So we'll be right back for that attack. Y'all got some crazy customs and things that the British Cane and Cane do, and somebody's gonna blow your mind.
not real Inside I cried To win your love you know I tried Seven man, that's that's the R and B group back in the day, and you may or may not know that the lead singer of that group uh, is the brother of the singer Babyface, Kenneth Edmonds, Babyface, songwriter, and stuff. You know, uh, hell of an R and B career, I'll say that much. And most people do not know he wrote the song that Eric Clapton sang, "Change the World." He wrote that jam and uh, sings backup on, on the vocals and stuff. I'm like, whoa, man, he just, he writes a lot of stuff. <laughs> That's a damn good song, too. One of my favorites is Eric Clapton. So there you go. There you have it. So I'm hanging out with Austin, man. Uh, you know, he's a musician. and He was here last week, and they made it back this week to uh, hang out and, and do what we do and talk this and that. And we're going to be talking about uh, some of the things that uh, Protocol was happening over there. Because it's a lot of this stuff, um, because she's been on the throne and she's lived a long life, the Queen Elizabeth. That people got more in depth because she's, her state funeral is next week. You know, today is Wednesday, so you got this period of mourning and then the burial stuff like that. So they're bringing up stuff that we don't know, you know, about the um, lifestyle and what they do, traditions passed down, or what they might do currently. But again, you know, it's like they can't have a glass of water. The glass of water has to come from the royal glass. You can't have a fork. It has to be the royal fork. Um, you know, you can't have the bedroom. It's, it's the royal bedroom. The royal bed sheets. The royal pillowcase. The, the royal hairbrush. The royal toothbrush. Really? <laughs> and and they, they address it as that, too. You know, the queen can't have, you know, she's got, you know, after dinner, she's going to brush her teeth, right? Well, prepare the royal toothbrush. Prepare? You mean she can't go get her own toothbrush? You know, you got to prepare the royal cup. Prepare the royal saucer. Prepare the royal slippers. I just go to the closet and put my shoes on. Right on. You know? I, I don't. <laughs> it's weird to me, man. But oh, i got to tell people about this. So, again, when the queen stands, you stand. I can kind of see that one. You know, because it's like when she enters the room, whatever, and when she gets up, you know, people, they did it for the president. So I could see that kind of, you know, doing that. But here, uh, I'm reading, it says here, no one can eat after the queen has finished her meal. When dining as a family, after the queen has taken her last bite, everyone needs to stop eating. And what they mean by that is also stop chewing. Like, stop. What are you supposed to do if you still have food in your mouth? My point. Like, can you not swallow either? You just hold it in your mouth as you walk out the room. What do you do with it after that? Yeah. Can you wipe your face after you finish? You know, I mean, this this is this is protocol. They brief you on this, like before you meet her, and then before the actual 
event happens, like to remind you. I feel like some of this wasn't all the way thought out. <laughs> God, it's it's you know we don't live in England. You made that point clear. We, in America, we do things a little different. Well, it goes back to just because you want it doesn't mean it makes sense. I teach that to my five year old. Yes. Just because you just because you want it doesn't mean it makes sense, and you're not always going to get what you want because it's not what's best. Mm-hmm. Like I have to stop eating when the queen stands up, but I still have food in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm with you. Am I supposed to time her bite? Exactly. You know, with mine. Yeah. How we know? How do we know when the queen get full? I mean, we don't. You know, her portions are not big. That's one thing they talk about because she's itty bitty woman, and she doesn't eat very much. No wonder why they're all skinny. Well, British cuisine is not the best either. I'm sorry. You ever got in the car and told your girlfriend or wife, "Let's go to a British restaurant tonight"? It's not gonna happen. The other day, I went to a uh, an English pub. Yeah, but it was all American food. See that? Yep. Now, there was one open at a Ridgebar Mall years ago called Chelsea Street Pub, and it was based on the British and their food. Believe it or not, they had British tacos. What? Yeah, my listeners are going, "What the hell did DJ Rick say?" British, British tacos. Explain. Uh, they take, I guess, their take on the, the the meat and the mixture of what a taco filling should be, and they put it in a flour tortilla kind of thing, more or less. It was like a pita, really. It wasn't on a flour tortilla. And it was called a British taco. I don't like that. Uh, pretty, yeah, that's why it probably went out of business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, Does the Londoner, does that have like actual British food, or is that still like American and other food, too, just called the Londoner? Um, I don't know, because, believe me, when it comes to British food, the last thing I even worry about is, is, is believe me, <laughs> that's the last thing. But I've heard about the Londoner, or London broil, you know. I heard about that. And I don't know what it is, but the name turns me off. <laughs> the people in England yeah. pissed off about me because I'm, I'm talking about their food and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm sure they talk about the food, too. Uh, Yep. Now, this, 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 this got me, okay? I read this twice, and then I read it again, okay? Okay? This is going to make all y'all go, what, what the hell's going on over there? The British family, the royal family, is forbidden to play Monopoly. The game Monopoly, the board game? Well, they own everything already. So. No, but they say it gets too vicious. There have been some friendships ended over Monopoly. Yeah. Guarantee it. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. It's a board game. In fact, she was given a board game as a commemorative present, and she refused to say, I can't do this because if we, if we play it, then we're in trouble. But some things are not meant to be played. You, you, can, you can look at it. You can hold it. You can keep it in you know, the cupboard. Whatever. She's like, nah, I don't even want this in my castle. Well, you have a group of people who are always told yes, put yeah. in a situation where only one person can win. Yep. I can imagine why they get upset. Mm hmm. Over oh, Monopoly. Then again, I did the same thing when I last played Monopoly when I was a kid. I want Boardwalk! <laughs> you mean you got it? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm walking away from this. <laughs> it's crazy. I've never actually ever finished a game of Monopoly. Really? Ever. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's, it's not bad, actually. I never won a Monopoly, but I, I came pretty close. I'll play better next time now that I know what I'm doing. 
Okay. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. go with that. Now, uh, according to them, black is only supposed to be worn at funerals. And each person has to keep a black outfit with them because they have so many people that are royal and so many people that are older in these families that they don't know when their time is coming. So to be appropriate, and Austin's laughing over there, (laughs) they have to keep a black outfit. Here's why. When her father died, she was in Africa, and which... Like Charles, it makes her the queen automatically. It makes him the king automatically. Even though she did not know that. Um, it's like you have to be that, that, that king or queen. When like, you got to be correct when the moment happens, pretty much. And she wasn't prepared. In fact, she flew back from Africa, and she had to go get somebody to get her black outfit to get on the plane so she could disembark wearing the traditional colors. And she felt embarrassed by that. So from that point on, they, they say, whatever you travel, whatever you go, whatever you do, have a black outfit handy in case. I, I can see that. I mean, it, we're laughing at it, but... You were laughing. I wasn't yeah, laughing at yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was laughing at it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but she's taking these, these things and making these rules, but it's because of experiences that she lived, and she doesn't want other people to live through those experiences, too. She doesn't want other people to feel that embarrassment that she yeah. felt. Mm-hmm. So just always have one on you, and... And I guess it, it's all just little things here and there. Yeah. And then stacked up, it, it really feels like it's a lot. I mean, it is a lot. It is a lot. But I couldn't imagine living under such a microscope like that. Like, I feel Daily. like I live, I live under enough of a microscope at home. Daily. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, like I said, on my mother's side, I sure as hell did everything I did. I mean, damn, you know. And I got a phone call about it, too. Hey, guess what DJ Rick did today? He fell in a blank. And this fell in a blank. Golly, man, went all the way coast to coast. Knowing that I have done the same thing that anybody else would do, I haven't done anything outside or ordinary. But for if I do it for some reason, it makes news. Boy, I did not miss those days whatsoever. <laughs> I enjoy my newfound freedom. Then again, we live in an age where Google Earth has cameras up there, and they can get a picture of your license plate in your house without you knowing about it. So we're still in a microscope. It's just done a little differently, plain and simple. However, back and, to the Queen here. Huh? And we're so happy about it too. For real. Like, we're so happy about the loss of privacy because of safety or whatever. It's like, I'd, mm-hmm. rather, I'd, I'd rather have my privacy. Yep. I'd rather have it. Thank you. I'll, um, in fact, uh, one of the things the queen doesn't do is open the blinds to the house. Except for in one section or two of Buckingham Palace. Everything else, the blinds are closed. I'm like... I don't blame her. I don't blame her at all. I haven't opened up the curtains in my house since I've been in it. Nope. I, I get weirded out when my girlfriend opens the blinds. <laughs> like, why are you doing this? We have light inside. Why do we need the light from outside? Yeah. Well, if it's to the backyard, perhaps I, I might, you know. But most, no, my windows are closed. Have been and will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, women must also wear hats to formal events. That's why you see those British women wearing those crazy hats and stuff. You know? Yeah. Okay. It's required. She's, the queen requires that. that just, when did the wigs go away? I don't know. They hadn't come across. I'm going to have to Google that. But they had powdered wigs back in the day. You're right. Do you know why they had the powdered wigs? Nope. So, um, not really sure. Hmm. It, uh, <laughs> don't be spreading falsehoods. No, no, no. It, it's true. It was uh, syphilis. Really? You, yeah, they would have the big wigs because syphilis eats your really? skin away. Yeah, people dying from syphilis, like their nose would fall off and their, their head would rot. So what's it got to do with a wig? So they would put the wig on. 
uh, to hide it, to hide some of it. And that's where the term big wig came from. If you had a big wig, you were dying of syphilis. If your nose, how can the wig cover your nose? Well, no, but it would also rot the top of your head and stuff, too. So, Yep. Ask uh, Al Capone. That's what he died of. So. Yep. Yep. And that is, that's true. That's that had true. to be brutal. Ugh, I, let's change the subject. That's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. See what you got me going off? No more syphilis and all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, it, the wig. more you know, you know. That's true. Why you wearing that wig, bro? How was that date you had two weeks ago? Okay. <laughs> was it worth it? Yeah, for real, you know. <laughs> Woo! You had a hell of a problem. Uh, <clears throat> um, it says here that tiaras are supposed to be worn after 6 p.m. And it's because that's when women and, and men change into their, quote, evening dress. See, you're not supposed to wear your evening dress clothes until after 6 p.m. when it officially becomes evening. How many wardrobes do they go through a day? It, it, oh, it depends. They got so many. And for the women, another fact about the queen is she has her outfits numbered because she can't be seen twice back to back in the same outfit. So she switches them out like she does. So they got outfits for, for whatever it is. But for the men, see, the men, I'm trying not to offend people, okay? But I'm going to say the best that I can. British fashion for men is pretty much drab. It's brown and, and maybe plaid, and you don't see a lot of fashionable stuff for men in Britain. It's pretty simple. It's kind of boring, actually. You know, black suits, dark suits, dark browns, you know, they don't like light tans or pastels or whatever. It's just black and brown. That's kind of all you got. But military-wise, they have so many different military outfits that are formal with medals and stuff that they changed those so many I can't count how many military outfits that Prince King Charles got but for the women you know they got closets and closets like, like American women <laughs> closets of stuff in fact in fact and I saw this last night on the news the queen has someone to break in her shoes her new shoes because she hates the feeling of how new shoes feel on her feet so she has a woman that has the same shoe size, and she walks in the carpet until her shoes are broken in and comfy. Then the queen can put her feet in them. Just wear the same shoes. No. They can't do that. Remember, they're, they're royalty. Can't be seen in certain shoes all the time. Yeah. yeah that. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I would just give up. I would just get like, someone else take this. I give up. Yeah. I'm no longer a prince. That uh, I thought I was reading this. I was like, what? You went through 95 years of this? For real? Yeah. Someone got to break it. No, she could break in her own shoes. I used to sell shoes at Dillard's, man. Uh, women's shoes in particular. And I know you have to break in shoes. Yeah. We all do. New leather. Boots. Whatever. You got to break them in. I will say I bought a new pair of boots. They were um, Anderson Beans. Yeah. And... um. It seemed like I didn't have to break those in at all, man. Like, I just, like, uh, a good boot will just yeah. kind of comfortably fit, wrap around your foot, it seems like. Mm-hmm. It really didn't seem like I had to break in it at all. Yeah. Wow. So I guess I'm just buying better shoes than the queen. So. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I got better <laughs> shoes than her highness. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Crazy. Now, for women, they're, they're supposed to have uh, clear or nude or very light pink nail polish. She's always about the hands and you know people you know manicures and stuff like that except for Meghan Markle she wore some dark uh, nail polish when she was pregnant with the first child Archie 
but it wasn't bad. I mean, she had her hand done done professionally, so it's not like you know she did it herself. But you know, she's an actress too. You know, and she's got her stuff. I think Meghan Markle's attractive. I, I do, and she, I don't think she's ever looked bad, in my opinion. And she has always had a good sense of style and fashion. But when she wore this dark nail polish, when she's at, uh, I guess, the baby shower, the queen kind of, you know, had a tizzy, as they say, because her nail polish was dark. They're her nails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it uh, it definitely seems like it, it is a very straightforward, <laughs> you have to do this. But, uh, I mean, Meghan Markle, she wasn't royalty like she was just an actress right yeah so like, exactly. yeah so i mean she's coming from a totally different lifestyle where you know it you don't want to abide by that yeah and then henry was like don't right basically yeah harry was like hey, or harry you, sorry you know what you want you know you, you, you're, my, you're my wife you know and he embraces the, the newer stuff he and his brother both are saying we know what tradition is but we also want to change with the times and that's one thing about princess diana she was like hey i, I changed with the times where they're saying no we're still stuck in this and princess Diana was like well we can still have that but we can also have a little bit of this like the princess royal trust concert which was all the rock and roll artists that she had at the time and she you know took the money and donated to the aids charity well the thing is uh all these bands, Rolling Stones, Queen, Sting, uh, Elton John, they've all met the Queen, and she's had rave reviews. About, they played, did a command performance at you know the Buckingham Palace. But she didn't want this concert because she thought that was more on the commoner side than it was on the royal side. And William and his brother like, well, you know, we're just going to have to take care of this our way, and we're going to play the card with you. And you may not approve of all of it, but we're going to do it in the best way possible for you to say, well, at least it's tolerable. And that's why the public has embraced those two boys, now men, now royalty and stuff like that. Because they're like, look, we want to change with the times too. We're not extreme. We're not punk rockers, but we enjoy rock and roll. And we're going to listen to it. And the Queen's like, yeah, well, I guess so, you know. <laughs> it, it's, it seems like it's very us and them. Yes. yes. Very us and them and to a certain extent like i mean people get tired of that that and when it's not offending anybody and the times are now more modern where it's saying this is more acceptable where they're saying well in my day it wasn't when that's that's the line you know your day was probably chubby checker and chuck berry where today it can be metallica and acdc and the queen's like i'm not there yet well, you, at 95 you're not gonna be you have to change with the times to a certain extent, honestly, just if you want to stay relevant. Exactly. And important. And they want to do away with the monarchy. And with that happening, she's like, well, you know, we, they don't want to give up the lifestyle because they, they enjoy the pamper. They enjoy the, the, the jewels. They enjoy the, the, the sometimes, you know, the uh, driving around and the, the cars and stuff like that. And the, the big properties they own. They enjoy a lot of that. They hate some of this protocol. And a lot of people are saying, if you don't change, we want to vote out the monarchy. And when that happens... <laughs> It's going to explode if that be the case. Yeah, I mean, you have the... What are you, though, without the title when it comes to the monarchy? Because um, well, you're not really anything no, anymore. You're you, you have the House of the Commons, which is basically our House of Representatives. Yep. You have um, Parliament, which yep. is you know the Lord's representation, so Congress. Yep. And then you have the uh, Prime, Minister. Prime Minister. That's it. That, so with the monarchy, you're, you're nothing now. Without yep. the title and without people just... Allowing you to be treated, <laughs> treated this way, yep. you're nothing. There you go. You got a point. It makes 
perfect sense why people would want to get rid of that because like why are we paying this tax money to these people who do nothing for us you got it got it i'm gonna play a song here before i do that i want to leave you guys with one more uh uh, <laughs> as I'm reading, cause I, I, I'm going to do a part two. I might even do a part three because there's so many things that they do that we think is ridiculous or they might think they're ridiculous, but this is what they have to do or, you know, it's common or you're going to make us look dumb if you don't do it in their eyes. But this thing here, okay, and I've got to talk to some of the girls I date. This is called lipstick etiquette, okay? When you wear a lipstick and... You're drinking from whatever glass, goblet, you're drinking from. You must take the same sip from the same side on the same part of where your lipstick is because they don't want the lipstick to be anywhere else or on the glass because it makes it look bad and makes it look tacky, according to them. So wherever you plant your lips on the first sip you take, that is always where you take your sip. That is kind of annoying seeing lipstick stains all over a glass. Like I, I can kind of understand that. But it's your glass, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, can, I can see that. Maybe it's just the higher lifestyle of a musician, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, that's crazy. Woo, I'm going to leave it right there. Okay. Go play this song. Y'all are going to come back right back for that attack. Please me, baby. Turn around and just tease me, baby. You got what I want and what I need, baby. Let me hear you say.
I got bullies, records, break that, break that. This is Diane Marion Eunice, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. For the past nine years, I have worked with over 300 couples in the areas of sexual health, communication, and conflict resolution. If you are interested in rebuilding connection and intimacy with your partner, please contact me today. I can be reached at 682-201-8175, or you can email me at diane at let's talk relationships.org or visit my website at www.letstalkrelationships.org and remember you can't heal if you refuse to deal when you're looking to buy or sell a house look no further than wendy mayer licensed real estate agent and realtor with the texas best properties located in keller texas Wendy is the premier choice for all of your real estate needs and is dedicated to providing the highest level of personalized service every step of the way. That is Wendy with the Y and the last name is spelled M-A-I-E-R. Wendy can be found at Wendy Speaks Real Estate on Facebook and Instagram. The website is TexasBestProperties.com. You can also reach her by phone at 817-337-7089. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here doing our thing, talking about the, some of the royal, royal protocol people have to go through over in England. And I'm not sure about other countries, because um, I know there's a king and queen of Norway, king and queen of Spain. Uh, there is other forms of uh, royalty in Europe. They mentioned this again on the news, because a lot of those people are coming for the service on Monday. So you're going to be having probably the biggest influx of royalty per, you know, you know, for this occasion, you know, all over the world coming in. And, you know, there's a lot of kings and queens in Africa, a lot of love in um, um, the Asian culture and stuff like that. Now, what gets me is like in Monaco, you know, Monaco, you know, Monte Carlo, Monaco, right? You know, everybody thinks about that city and race car driving there and the Riviera and casinos and everything else. Well, the only one that reigns over there is the prince. Come on now. Everybody's got kings and queens and the highest one you got is the prince. <laughs> the prince to them is, the, is like the king. Seriously. And I, I get that they have a monarchy, but damn. Can't, can't y'all just up that a little bit more and say, you know, he's a king. Nope. It's a prince. Well, if, if it works for you, it works for me, I guess. Hell, when uh, Muammar Gaddafi was living, Colonel Muammar Gaddafi, Colonel. The guy said, "Hi, she goes a Colonel." <laughs> they got generals in armies, and hi, she got a Colonel. Really? Well, it is what it is. Tradition's weird sometimes. It's very weird. <laughs> but I, hey, but you can change them. If I had the power to stroke a pen, and say I'm the longer prince. Damn it, I'm a king. Okay, King Rick. Let's do this. I could do that. You can buy a a little plot of land in Scotland and become a lord. Yep. Yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> Little piece of grass. 
Hey, you know what? Uh, you can <laughs> make everybody address me as Lord. No, you can like, go visit it. Like they they will give you that piece of grass like you're talking about. They'll put your name on it. If you happen to go over there, you know, like you can take your foot and stand this. Ah, I'm not a Lord. I'm on royal land. This little piece of grass that they designate dirt. <laughs> yeah, get away with that in the states. Yeah, we live in America for a reason, Jack. Okay? We do. <laughs> All right, back to some of these traditions because we're going to come to the top of the hour here real soon. But it says here, no sleeping while the queen is awake. So if you got time to take a nap, see, that's not happening. I couldn't do that. It says, no one can retire for the night until his majesty does first. Uh, you must mirror the monarch's actions when it comes to bedtime. So the queen go to bed around 11 o'clock traditionally. I read that. She's got a routine that's, that's a regiment, man. 11 to 7 kind of thing. In bed by 11, up by 7, and that's that. Now, what if she get up in the middle of the night to go pee? You got to wake up too? Or can you sleep the whole yeah, night through? That That's mirroring mirroring the actions. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, if I don't got to pee. That's what I'm saying. Better make yourself. Yeah, yeah. you got to produce. The queen is doing her thing with her stream. Yes, yeah, she is. She had a soda before she went to bed. So, yep, she's feeling good now. <laughs> they don't care. That's what they want to hear. So, hey, we'll leave it at that. It says here, the queen and her royal family can drive without a license. So, they ain't got to take the license test or exam. They just get in the car and they just go. That is so scary. It is very scary. And they drive on the wrong side of the road anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they do. You know? So, there you I go. doubt they actually drive themselves, though. No, they, they have, but on private land. See, at her castle, where she goes, like the one where she passed away, they have acres of land, and she drives a lot. She was a mechanic back in World War II because everybody was so uh, scarce with men and, and manpower that women were taking up jobs that men normally had. So she actually was trained, and she lived and worked as a mechanic. That's impressive, though. Yeah, she That's did That's impressive. And uh, she she can drive. In the movie, The Queen, it showed her how she drove a Land Rover. And so she loves driving Land Rovers. It's just never in the public eye. She always did that behind the walls. Did that on her personal time. She didn't walk around with all the jewels and stuff on her head all the time. She wore the casual skirt and a blouse like she had in the last portrait of her when she's standing in the, her home with the uh, fireplace going. That, to her, was casual. She didn't do pants. That's one thing she didn't do, but she did do the skirts, she did do the dresses, she did do the casual attire. She even wore her hair in a, you know, tied around her neck kind of thing in a scarf. That was about as laid back as she ever got. It's pretty laid back from the normal queen attire, though. So yeah, good for her because it wasn't in the public eye. She could be more of of a, of a person, and I've seen pictures, and you probably see them too if you Google them. She looked more normal and more happy, I think in that attire because she didn't have to worry about that limelight but she made sure when she was seen this is the way that she represented her country her church her family and she had it i just wish she had a better hairstyle but yeah that's not <laughs> i've never seen it so it's all fluffy and like a bingo lady you know a <laughs> bingo lady i said it. yes i did <laughs> my grandma used to play bingo we'd go uh every week mm -hmm. down to a, a bingo hall in garland texas yep and uh, I'd bring all my toys, and I'd always throw them up against the wall, and uh, I always lost my toys on the top of the bingo. I bet they're still there. <laughs> uh, no one moved them, right? No, probably not. <laughs> it's, it's up on the roof of the bingo yep. hall. So. Now, this was a given. When they walk in the room, they walk it in a certain way. 
you know, like, you know, queen first, prince first, whatever, and, you know, whatever. And then they had this one occasion, or maybe two, where they all walked in, like, together out of, they just walked randomly, and everybody kind of gasped. And the queen's like, well, you know, today we're we going to do this. You know, <laughs> we just got to walk in together. And that was that. So, there you go. Oh, handshakes. Handshakes must consist of two or three pumps, specifically. You shake someone's hand, two or three. That's no more than that. Why? Uh, Does it give an explanation? Nope. It just says, according to Grant Harrell, director of Royal School of Etiquette, the royal family members are taught the perfect handshake is consists of two or three pumps with your palms open and your thumbs down. And don't reach out. They're supposed to reach out to you. You don't reach out to them. Oh, back to the us and them. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Why is it so hard to just be personal? I don't know. Just be personal. I don't know. Oh, you're going to like this because you're a guy. And I got to kick out of this too because I'm a guy. It's an unwritten rule, but it's a rule that boys are not supposed to wear pants. They're supposed to wear shorts until they're eight. And when you're eight, then you get your first pair of britches. Is that like the right to manhood? I don't know, because eight, you're still in the boyhood. Come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yep, but it's that you graduate to long trousers when you turn eight. Graduate? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? The, the terminology here is weird. <laughs> I... I know. It's crazy. But, you know, I mean, it, I don't know. I, I, that shit. <laughs> uh, this is weird. I'm sorry. Because uh, it's a, like in the winter, right? It's a, in the winter. Um, when the public has learned association with this tradition with Prince George, he just turned eight in 2021. So they most have seen him in shorts at this point. Um, it, it, even in winter. They're supposed to wear. What if it's cold? It's very cold. Over Winter gets get so cold in England. It does. And then you wear those long, you know, stockings up to your knickers, you know, kind of thing, up to your knees. Yeah. That's such a, a weird... Yeah. Just wear pants. That's why Angus Young of ACDC wore the schoolboy outfit and your shorts, because schoolboys wear shorts, so they're eight. <laughs> weird. That that makes no sense. Let's just wear pants. You, you would think, right? One There's probably think. some English guy yelling at the radio right now. Hey, it's my show. <laughs> anyway, aren't y'all supposed to be watching the Queen at Buckingham Palace right now? Don't, just, don't worry about my show. Mourn your queen. Go. <laughs> Crazy. Um, now, it's at the top of the hour, so I I, I will have to... Uh, Continues next time. I guess I might do a part two, a part three. There's so many. You rules. should. I have to because there, there are things that are just mind blowing that we don't know. For instance, like this one, you have to avoid using words like toilet and perfume. It says perfume. Yes, yes. In the book, the hidden rules of English behavior. Behavior. Author Kate Fox reveals there are more than a dozen words that are banned from the royal family's vocabulary. For instance, one should never use the word toilet in the presence of royalty due to their French origin. Lavatory and loo are far more acceptable options. They still hate the French? They still hate the French. After all this time? Yes. And Diana died in France, so they're still kind of mad. So 
<laughs> it, it's true. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm hmm. And I know some rednecks. They'll talk about this bathroom. <laughs> what do you say? Is like I just I, I gotta go hit the lavatory. Yep. But I have to use the so loop. many more so many more syllables. Huh? So many more syllables. Like that's so much harder to say. Well, you can say Lou. That's also British. The Lou. L O O. Oh, Lou. Yeah. Lou, I've heard Louvre. that many times. Yeah. <laughs> I can see somebody I hang out with the nurse. Like, hey, I gotta go piss. <laughs> I've said that. No, but in the presence of royalty, her mind was, what? What did he say? Well, you, you know what? <laughs> I, I have a very, very big problem with my language. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard just here to not use the language. And uh, I, I really don't think I'd be able to control myself. You ever, um, I'm going to see if I can play this commercial for you during the break here. It's, um... <laughs> It's an old commercial, and it's about this this jelly called all fruit, which is is a jam, you know. It's spread on bread, you know. And all these people around the table at this country club, they're all well to do, and you know they're rich and aristocratic. And then there's this Texas oil man who's part of this crowd, you know. And they're really dainty about, please pass the all fruit, and they kind of pass it, you know, real quiet, like you know, I'll have the all fruit, and they pass it, you know, whatever. And that Texas goes, would you please pass the jelly? And it goes, oh my god, she falls out. <laughs> I'm like, that's what we, <laughs> that's what we do, right there. Gotta love America. Gonna play this commercial. Gonna come back for that attack, ladies and gentlemen. Talk more about the band and the country music. And you can look for yourself, man. There's all these websites of things that the royals can and cannot do, or should or should not do, or things you can't do in their presence. Or I mean, what are they gonna do? Cut off your head if you say, you know, I gotta go pee. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, what are they gonna do? Throw you out? Well, then again, they might. We'll see about that. <laughs> we'll come right back for that attack, y'all. Podcasters and internet radio hosts, it's time to take your show to the next level. Hi, my name is Sammy G, a 30-plus year radio broadcasting veteran, public speaker, and voiceover artist. And for the last 11 years, now the proud owner of Fishbowl Radio Network, the largest and most listened to streaming platform and radio station facility of its kind. Two years ago, I created a proprietary system to help podcasters and internet radio hosts learn how to program their show like the pros, build a constantly growing and loyal fan base and monetize their show. I teach this system every six weeks via Zoom to individuals all over the world. The Behind the Mic Masterclass is six one-hour classes that will finally take your show to the next level. Call today, 817-633-4880. 817-633-4880 and reserve your seat for the next Behind the Mic Masterclass. We are so excited to announce that Andrews Jones Productions has a new TV series coming out called Blocked. Blocked is a suspenseful drama surrounding a young lady named April who is at war with herself and with a cold heart she shatters anyone who tries to mend any brokenness from her past. Life itself has dragged her to hell and back and she's going to make sure that God himself feels her wrath. Blocked is a nail biter as it confronts many societal issues like church culture, molestation, hypocrisy, judgmental friends, and the inner turmoil of finding your own identity. Matter of fact, we have Antrese Jones, who is the director, the producer, and the writer of this brand new series in the studio with us today. Hey, everybody! 
everybody, it's me, Antrice Jones. Connect with us. Follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, IG, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I look forward to connecting with you. Stay tuned for my new TV series, Blocks, coming soon to streaming services. Yes! The Nashville Sound meets the soul of Memphis. The CMA New Artist of the Year shares a drink with his superstar buddy from the home of the blues. Get your feet, Nashville. First, Chris Stapleton, and it's Justin Timberlake.
just to get close to you We burn something today And I'll run for miles just to get a taste Conversations off microphone, <laughs> talking about some crazy stuff, talking about this queen and stuff like that, man. And again, I'm saying this now because um, it's been, you know, so many years that we've all had this queen, and you know, we we know the inevitable. Okay, let's just be real. You know, we're not meant to stay on this planet forever. We want to stay longer, and I know that uh, 95, 96 years—that that's a good stretch. I mean. And in reasonably good health, you know, she wasn't like bedridden, oxygen tank, you know, you know, kind of thing, you know, comatose, whatever. I mean, if you think about it, she really had a, a good life to where she could do a lot of things for herself. Yeah, she needed some care as she got in the last couple of years, but overall, you know, she could do things on her own. It might have taken some time to do it, but she, you know, did rather well for what she went through in her age and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to touch on this before I get to the brownie locks, before I talk to Austin here. Um, her diet. Everybody figures she lived long because of her diet. Well, her diet was reasonably healthy. In many regards, she didn't do a lot of fast food. She didn't do a lot of uh, sugary snacks. Uh, I read that she had tea and biscuits, which is really cookies. They call cookies biscuits over there. In the morning, you know, and did what she had to do. 
um, when she took her bath, she had someone run her bath water to the temperature she liked, and they had a little gauge to measure how hot it was. Because, yep, he, he, Austin cracking up on it. But it's true. I, mean, I read this. Hold before you comment. <laughs> You did, you did it for babies, you know, check the water in the hell, you know, make sure it doesn't burn the kit. Nope, she did that for herself. And the water had to be exactly seven inches of water. Seven inches of water in the tub. I read this. They measured seven. Why seven inches? I don't know. But she wanted seven inches. And for royalty, okay, they looked at showers for commoners because people have to shower because they're in a hurry to get to work if you're royalty you got all day to do what you got to do so if you took a shower you're considered commoner if you take a bath you're considered royalty don't ask me i don't know that's what i read that's what she did does they all do that you know what it is what it is okay <laughs> crazy before lunch she had a cocktail of gin and juice then she had a lunch, whatever lunch was, usually meat and some fruits and vegetables. Then at the dinner, she had champagne every day. I read that champagne every day. Okay. So, uh, and she had another alcoholic drink. Oh, she drank wine with her dinner. And then after that, she had a glass of champagne. So basically, she had a diet that was fruits, vegetables, gin, wine, and champagne. Queen was getting turned. Hey, man. Doctor told her at nine years old that she needed to quit drinking because it was going to ruin her health. What? She's drinking all, on the daily? Hey, leave that woman's drink alone. <laughs> yeah, she had the wine for the antioxidants, right? Yeah, that, she that's, did. What mm -hmm. that's what it was. Yeah. And what were you getting ready to say? Are you laughing over there? Mention about the. the. I would think it'd be the other way around because when you take a bath, and you're dirty. Yeah. You sit in your own dirty water. Yeah. That that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. But I would say she, uh, I hope she had a woman measure the six inches, seven inches, because guys would be lying about that all the time. Uh-oh. <laughs> you going to throw it out while the queen's body's not even in the ground yet. I can't believe it. <laughs> England will come get you, man. <laughs> That's cool. No, you got facial hair. They're going to leave you alone. You yeah, there we go. Yeah, the, the facial hair is a, is a wall of protection. You know, mm -hmm. they won't come near me. And the, the way you say you like to talk, you, you, they can't have you in that house, man. No, they can't. <laughs> what they say down uh, in the stockyards if you had one too many, I got to find the pisser. <laughs> say that in the house. No, in the stockyards, they just do it right there. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't matter. They just do it right there. Yep. <laughs> now, now, okay, one thing I will say. The roads in the stockyards are the same roads they got in England, okay? The way the roads are down in town, Fort Worth, all them bricks on the ground, and uneven pavement and stuff like that, those are the roads they got over there. And those people are marching in formation, and the guy said, it's rough on your feet because of how the roads are laid out. I mean, those roads go back centuries, man. I mean, think about it. You know, they don't upgrade those streets. They don't. It, it amazes me how they can have those cobblestone roads and they last for centuries. Yeah. And our roads now, they disintegrate in like two years. True. Looking at you, Kevin. Yep. <laughs> Kevin works at TxDOT. Ah. So I'm looking at you, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin Jackson is the reason why your roads are bad. They explain that, Kevin. We don't talk about that <laughs> when you come in here, okay? 
if you gotta go to the restroom, ask to go to the lavatory or the loo. Yeah, don't be saying bathroom in front of me or toilet. <laughs> I gotta go to the pisser. You know. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's how we do it in Texas, man. That's how you... <laughs> I've heard every club. Where is that pisser? <laughs> that would drive people crazy over there. That would be fun. That's why they don't come over here. No, they come to visit. They do. And if you notice, they leave really quick. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Uncultured go, over here. You can go back to yeah, all that head bowing and all that other mess and calling people Lord and Duchess and Duke. Hey, yo, man, how you doing? What's up? We, men over here, we just give her the head nod. Head nod up. That's right. <laughs> What's up? That's the biggest compliment you can give somebody. Especially across your head. Head nod up. Men are really easy to understand. It's just a head nod. It's a head down. It's a head left or a head right. That's you know, right. You, that's all you need to know. That's all we have. That's all you got. That's right. <laughs> it's uh, what's that uh, unspoken, uh, you know, un- nonverbal communication. There you go. I gotta get to this calendar because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk about this queen all day long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I have to, man. Because again, you know, this is this is history. Um, There's so much. Well, I'm getting off topic again, but uh, my father who's listening out there. He um, put my mind back when I was nine years old. We lived in Germany. Something had happened to a leader somewhere. Like they were coming to visit, something like that. It was a live feed, actually. They're coming off a plane. I remember that because I'm like, why am I watching this person come off a plane? Like, I have no interest in that. And my dad said, well, this is history. You're living through history. This is something that will never happen again. But while you're over in this part of the world, particularly, we're not in America. We're over here. You know, this is happening on our side. This is history, you know, and you can talk about it from years later. Or I was over there when this happened. Like, where were you when nine eleven happened? Where were you when Kennedy got shot? Kind of thing, you know. People reflect on that. Say, I was, you know, here or there, whatever. But living over in Europe and there's access to these countries, that we can say we were part of that somewhat because we were close by and what the reaction was compared to what you guys thought here in the states. So I clicked in my history at that point. Like, I need to start watching more world events, more about stuff like this, uh, attacks, the war over in Ukraine. You know, all this is history. It's never going to be the same. You can say years later, I was here. I saw this happen. I have got the, the paper or the magazine that reflects this of what's going on. But like they say in England, they haven't had a funeral this big since Churchill. And that's a long time ago when Churchill died. Yeah. Even when the Queen mom died, they say it wasn't this big. Even when... Her husband died, Prince Philip. He didn't want a big service. His was very, 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 very small. It was also during COVID, too. So they had a lot of restrictions there. Where when the queen is gone, this is, this is what royalty normally does. It's elaborate. It's long. It's historical. And a lot of factors, like what they wore, the crown they put on the casket, the, the flag, you know, the changing of the guard, you know, the uniforms that they wear. And I love the uniforms that they wear. I mean, they're putting their the best on, whatever best is to, you know, celebrate the life. I'm like, now this is historic. And I can look back saying it's tragic, but at the same time, they did this and this longest living monarchy, we got to see her put away. I mean. And it goes back to what you said, the, uh, you know, history, history happening. Like, it, it seems like every day there's something new happening that, that's going to be written into the history books. And sure. I heard, I heard that, and it's, this time we're living in is very weird and because yeah. there, there are such big things happening 
it almost seems like every week, every day, something's happening yeah. where it's going to be written into a history book. Like, the time we live in is very weird compared to a lot of the other modern times in history. Yeah. With, with COVID and the Queen and everything else. Like, it, it's very weird. This is a time we're going to look back on and be like, I lived through that. Yep. <clears throat> and this woman went to 170 countries. I mean, that's a, that's a lot. But she had a lifetime to do it. Opposed to, like, a president who's got four to eight years, you know, to do whatever they can. And you can't put that many numbers into what she's, you know, put in for her lifelong work. How many countries are there? There's only, like, like 173 or something like that, right? She went to, well, she went to all six, six continents, and she didn't go to Antarctica. I don't know why. <laughs> My, she should have. But um, it's about 170, she said she went to. Wow. That that's a lot. That's what I mean. I've been to one, <laughs> and I haven't even been to Mexico. Like I've been to one. Hey man, as the military found, we traveled a lot. We traveled a lot. So I mean, well, my dad was in the military too, but I w- he was in the military for the most part. He retired in '02. I was born in '98. Gotcha. So we, I was only in Hawaii, uh, Washington, and then here. But that's still, yeah. you know, America. But he's oh, yeah. been he's he's been over. To Germany and Switzerland, skied the Alps. He's done. He was sure. over in Israel. Oh yeah, um, the Sinai Peninsula, over in Egypt, and all that. But that was all before me. But also, you know, he went like my father went to the military where the military said you will go and you will work. Where the Queen just said, "Hey, I want to go to Haiti. I want to go to Tahiti. I want to, you know, be ambassador to whatever." And she get on a plane and she's over there. Like, damn! I just wish I could wake up one day. Oh, I feel like Italy today, and then I feel like ah, let's see, Guam the next day, and I feel like Tahiti again. Make more money, huh? Make more money. That's all you got to do. Make more money. Well, you can start by giving a contribution today. Oh, I ca- might. You never know. Is. No. Yeah. I'll cash app it today. Don't think I won't take no money. Anybody else want to send a contribution to DJ Rick's Travel Around the World fan is 4001 Airport Freeway Suite 550, Bedford, Texas, on the fifth floor. I do accept cash. Cash is the best. Hey, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Especially with them taxing your, uh, your cash app and Venmo now, you know? Yeah, this is true. We're going to talk about that. that that's another subject, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other subject. Yeah, that's we'll another day. That. So let me get to this calendar. We got so off track. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was going to be hard for me. I, I knew it was going to be hard coming in here today about that. But uh, let me get this calendar right now. Okay, Brownie Locks calendar, holiday calendar. Y'all know about that. All the crazy holidays are right there. You want to check it out, go to brownielocks.com. I have over 20 holidays. I'll tell you at another time because I say it any time and every time that I'm at the radio anyway. But I'm not going to do that today because we're short on time. However, uh, we're celebrating in the month of September, National Rice Month, National Pet Memorial Month, National Organic Harvest Month, National Mushroom Month, National Honey Month. Uh, uh, weekly observances at sea. Uh, this, sec- this is the 14th. We're mid- mid-month already. Wow. This month has gone by fast. This really- year has gone by fast. Yeah, it really has, man. It really has. Uh, National Rehabilitation Awareness Month uh, from the 18th to the 24th. Uh, let's see here. National Farm Animals Awareness 17th to the 23rd. Uh, let's see. Uh, International Housekeepers from Week from the 11th to the 17th. National Assistant Living Week from the 11th to the 17th. National Security Officers Appreciation Week from the 11th to the 17th as well. And Chef Appreciation Week from the 12th through the 18th. And today's holiday, uh, the 14th. Let's see. 
Well, yesterday actually was Scooby-Doo Day, Uncle Sam Day, National Peanut Day, Kids Take Over the Kitchen Day, and International Chocolate Day was all yesterday. Today is U.S. Marshal Service Day, National Sober Day, Live Creative Day, uh, National Cream-Filled Donut Day. Tomorrow is Cheese Toast Day, 8-Track Day, LGBT Center Awareness Day, International Day of Listening, and Felt Hat Day, along with Google.com Day. Google was founded um, many, many years ago on the 15th of September. Go to BrownieLocks.com and check all that. You're going to love it. I'm going to play a song and come back and talk hopefully exclusively about the band. Because <laughs> I ain't said enough about the Queen, okay? I'm going to pick that slack up next week. Well, I am. <laughs> more y'all have to know about this crazy stuff. And on top of that, Austin keeps laughing at me over there when I bring up some of the rules they go through. They're ridiculous. They are. Really They're ridiculous. And to them, it doesn't seem like it. But to us, it's like, I guess we just can't imagine living in that lifestyle. To them, it's normal. They grew up living that way. So to them, it's normal. But I couldn't do it. It's just, if I were to say most of this stuff here in this country, I'd get the biggest hell no. From people that I personally know, and strangers alike, that's like, wait a minute, what y'all got to do? Hell no. Like this last one here, no one can turn their back on the queen. You must face the queen all the time when speaking to her. It says subjects are not allowed to turn their back on the sovereign in most circumstances. So you have to back out of the room? Yes. Yes. I trip over my own feet walking forward. Would you rather me turn my back on the tween or trip in front of her? I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to break something in that house I can't afford if I don't turn around. I'm going to bump into something. I guarantee you. Something's going to your happen. Phone, your phone going off. In yes, the middle that's, that's, of the... that's them calling me. What are you talking about my queen, man? <laughs> England's already on you, boy. I've heard you talking about Her Majesty. <laughs> We got your number from Scotland Yards. Uh, yeah, you probably did. But, yeah, you cannot turn your back on, on the queen, okay? You got you to gotta go in there like you go in there, and you got to go out, you know, facing her. Now, we're going to have a problem with that. That's just all it is to it. I'm going to break one of the ugly paintings they got in that house because a lot of paintings they got in the castle ain't worth the money that they supposedly are worth, and I get that. Uh, I'm not an art person. But I know there's millions of pounds of, of art that they have in there. And if I back into one of them, I can't write a check to cover it. A lot of the uh, the art, the, the you know large money spent yeah. on uh, a lot of paintings, believe it or not, um, I heard allegedly is all, is done for uh, like money laundering. Probably. You know, this art isn't worth. Yeah, five million dollars. But we'll give you the five million dollars, and then you can make the money clean, and then you know whatever. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me that if a lot of a lot of the money is done for money laundering. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, I don't know. Right now, though, I got a song. We'll come back after that. Right back for that attack. Yeah. 
Catch that tail end of the conversation because the Austin could not be declared noble or royalty. It would throw you out. <laughs> yeah, my, my line would be, I'm royalty. F blank. Off. Yeah, F off. F off. That'd be my line. <laughs> I'd get booted so quick. Well, believe it or not, Prince Charles, I keep saying Prince, King Charles and Ozzy Osbourne are the same age, same year they're born, you know, both from England. One. It's cool to hang out with. One is not. <laughs> Ozzy, back in the day, you've heard me say this story before, but I'm going to say it now because all this stuff going on there. But Ozzy, when he played back in the 80s, according to magazines and stuff, played in Texas of all places, and he had a bad drinking problem. You know, most rock stars do. But Ozzy had a real bad one because he stopped doing a lot of drugs at the time before he started doing drugs again. So he just made up the difference with alcohol. And he got so drunk in San Antonio, he wanted to go downtown and raise some hell. His wife, Sharon, took all of his clothes and said, you can't walk down the street naked. And being Aussie... He I did. Was, I want to do my best Aussie impression, which is going to suck. But he's like, I couldn't, I couldn't walk down uh, naked, so I didn't have any clothes to wear. And my, my wife took my clothes, so I wore hers. Can you imagine Ozzy Osbourne... <laughs> Walking down San Antonio with a bottle of Jack Daniels, already drunk, wearing Sharon Osbourne's clothes. That's considered normal today. 
But you know what? Ozzy was the only one that peed on the Alamo. And it, pull it up yourself. Y'all can Google this out there. He peed on the Alamo. Okay? Drunk. And some guy walked by and said, Hey, man, what you doing peeing on the Alamo? He says, What if I went over there and peed on Buckingham Palace? And Ozzy turned around in his best Ozzy voice. He says, well, I don't live there. <laughs> he also bit a head off a live bat. He did. He thought it was a prop. Yeah, Someone, he did. yeah. Yep. But he went with it. Yeah, he the did. show must go on. Yeah, he did. Got them rabies shots, too. But it's like, you know, back at Buckingham Palace, the guy said, I'd pee on that. He goes, Sure, go ahead. I don't, live, I don't live there. I really don't care. He got arrested and banned from ever being in San Antonio. I think that was recently uh, pulled off now. They did. I, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think it's cool now. Yeah. It was yeah. still mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I can see him now getting drunk because he's back over in England now. I can see him now going to Buckingham Palace. Queen's no longer here. Oh, we have a king now. Oh, damn. <laughs> what if he would pee on Buckingham Palace? That would be something, man. Given enough alcohol and Sharon Osbourne's clothes, and I bet he would. I I would have I would have liked to seen a picture. I, I mean, just to see what he had on, and you know, like like you know, because <laughs> he had a clothes on, this big old bottle, and he's banging on doors and stuff. That's how he got caught was making a ruckus. So that's why they followed him, and he went right to the Alamo. So I got to relieve myself. He goes, I had to go because the place was locked. I couldn't go inside, so I went outside. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah, yeah, especially when you wear your wife's clothes. So, there you go. So. Hey, man, how's the band going? Pretty good. Y'all going to England anytime soon? <laughs> Not after this interview. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would have broke every rule when you just got out the door of the airplane, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sorry be, being American, you just can't help it, you know? <laughs> That's, That's what, what you do. Yeah. Honestly, from what I have been told, they say that country music is not like really popular in England. I don't know if it is or isn't, but I, I can see why. It's all about drinking and taking a piss. Yep. Well, yeah. <laughs> People leaving you. Wife left you. Dog ran away. Lost a truck. Yep. Fighting. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fighting. Hey, but saving the, horses, riding cowboys, whatever. Yeah, yeah you got yeah. a point there. You know, drinking and fornicating and all that other stuff. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Country music is not as family friendly as they like to pass it off. <laughs> True, and they come right out and tell you they'll masquerade the lyrics. No, no, they uh, they're very blunt about it. <laughs> yep. Just children can't necessarily understand what they're talking about, but it's not family friendly. And but country music doesn't care if kids could understand it or not. They're gonna put it out there regardless. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They say, well, the adults get it. <laughs> and we do what we do, you know. So it, it's 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 there. But that's how Luke Bryan made his career, though, was singing songs that kids can sing along to. And pays the bills, man. Hey, go for it, you know. And a lot of his B list stuff, the stuff that doesn't make it onto radio, isn't as poppy, and it's very good. Mm-hmm. It's very good. I like his singing. I do. And the first time I really heard country music was over in Europe because we had one American radio station where you had to listen to. That, if you want to hear American music, uh, German music wasn't my thing, but at the same time, it made us feel that we were more in tune with America because, you know, this is like the newest song coming out, you know, the newest artist, whatever it was. Um, it just 
in my opinion, as long as it was English and I could understand it and I liked it. And I don't think they really played any bad songs. I mean, they're mostly hit songs of, of all genres. When were you uh, over there? Oh, I was uh, nine years old and 12 when I came back. But the thing is, at that age, kids today and then, or maybe in the future, always knew what was popular. Like, you yeah. know, whatever's pop, you know, top 10, top 20, you listen to it. Where now we've got XM, you got internet like we've got, we got YouTube, other places where you can find other genres. We have one radio station, that's all you got. I mean, you're limited. But we didn't feel deprived. We just knew that whatever they played, we're going to check out. I didn't like the TV situation because everybody saw the same TV program. Again, one American radio station, one American TV station. So you had to watch that. And if you didn't like it, then you turn radio on, then back to that again. <laughs> but um, um, coming to Texas, I expected more of the Grand Ole Opry music than what the modern country is. I expected the long, drawn-out yodeling. <laughs> <laughs> I did because of what we were taught, we were told about in Texas. Everybody's like, you know, they got horses, they got cattle, they got this. I was even looking at a pair of boots. I thought I was going to have to wear when I got here because I thought everybody did that. <laughs> I didn't know. What you laughing about? I can see that though. I mean, the 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 presentation of Texas. Yeah. In other places, and then how Texas actually is here is so different. It is. It's so different. It is. And it depends on what city you're in, too. Like Dallas compared to Austin, compared to Houston, compared to Midland, Amarillo, San Antonio. It's all different. It is. Like, it, it's not the same. Like, you know, in, you, you go to different states, California's California's California. <laughs> yeah. Pennsylvania's Pennsylvania. But Texas, it depends on where you're at. It, it really does. Hmm. Crick in my neck. <laughs> we, um,. Have that example here where Dallas is real close and they're really different than Fort Worth. People don't understand that. Two oh, yeah. <laughs> Two different cultures. Just here. take Deep Ellum and then compare it to the stockyards. It's, it's the same same yeah. thing, totally different scene. You got it. So, so when you start playing like this country music and you got, you know, Kevin's band that you're playing it and stuff like that, where, would, where does that fit in as far as the lines of country? Is it more traditional? Is it more upbeat? Is it more country pop or. Because that's a word now, believe it or not. It, it is it is a lot more upbeat, especially if you see us live. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll have, um, we'll be playing live, and Kevin will try to go to, a, like, a slower song, and I'm like, no. <laughs> like, no. Keep the energy. Yeah, keep the energy, because you have them hooked. You know, we're a band that demands your uh, your sure. attention. We, we come out, we have a, a walk-on song, and it's Colt Ford. Okay. You know, just demanding your attention, and then we come out with a 12-bar blues jam with... You know, rocking and right into a, a cover song, um, Moving On by Casey Donahue. It's a great song, but we rock it up, and it yeah. is it is heavy compared to your typical country acts, and it is something that absolutely demands your attention. Oh. And um, and then it's a little bit more poppy, the originals, you know, kicking it, bank fishing, it's definitely a, bit, a little bit more poppy. Yeah. But then um, we have a song called Back Home that uh, was written originally as an 80s arena rock song, and then they oh, wow. converted it over to a country song. Um, nice. It's a very uh, the the discography is very widespread when it comes to influences. Okay. Um, but it's all upbeat. Hmm. It's all uh, rocking. It's all you know that kind of that that kind of music. And, and that's the thing that I tell people more is you can incorporate aspects of rock and um, other forms into country. 
you can do that. Uh, you can put rock in the R&B. Uh, my my Rick James, the one that I admire the most, that's how I got the name Rick. You know, he puts his rock edge onto some R&B, and it works. But you can marry country and rock together. You can do that. And people say, well, it's not really country. Well, it is country. It just has a rock edge to it. And to me, I think it gives it more of the upbeat flair you guys are talking about. Again, I wanted to hear the yodeling <laughs> of, of the Grand Ole Opry when I got it. I really thought, you know, you had to have the fiddle in it. You had to have the guy with the big 10-gallon hat and the fringes on his shirt. You know, the, the people with no expressions are just picking their guitars and looking at you straight, you know, like Buck Owens and people's hee-haw. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought we'd be coming into when it comes to country music. Well, you have that song specifically, and it says if you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. From a group from Alabama, yeah. Yeah, and then <laughs> it's the lazy writing, you know? Like, that, that song, I might get chastised for this, but lazy writing, because if you're going to play in Texas, talking about Texas, you yep. got to have a fiddle in the band. And it says that lead guitar is hot, but not for a Louisiana man. Why does it matter? True. What a Louisiana man thinks. It, it grinds my gears. And, Peter Griffin, you know? And, and... Yesterday or the day before, the bass player of Alabama got busted for marijuana. Ooh, something he's been doing for 50 yep. years. That's what I'm saying. Oh, but country music doesn't do drug. Yes, they do. Son. Yeah, Hank Williams Jr. That's all you got to look at. Oh, Cephas. <laughs> Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Man loves the parties, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he does. You can tell. Yeah. But the music alone, he was the party crowd. He was the party music of his day. Yeah. Him, he says it himself. Him and his daddy's music are not the same. <laughs> nope. Uh, not going to be the same either. Ever. You know? Nope. And that's good. He found his own voice. You know, he really did. And I, I like some of his tunes because it, it's, you know, born to boogie kind of thing. You know, it, it's it's there. What is it he's done lately? Probably not much. But, hey, man, I dig some of his stuff, you know? The ones who say that Texas or country music doesn't do that really just look at Willie Nelson well, oh, Jennings. See, Will, Willie's in a class of his own. And I've liked Willie as, as far as I could remember. That old dirty man. He always looks like he needs a bath, man. Joan Rivers used to always say, Willie Nelson, dirty! Him and Jamie Johnson. <laughs> yep. The people at the opera did not like Jamie Johnson because he said he smelled like he, he didn't take a bath for a month. <laughs> well, shower, because he's a commoner. So <laughs> he'd be a shower, it wouldn't shower, be a bath. bath wash in the river, whatever, right? But hey, Willie's in his own. I've, I've, a man that can get on stage as a grandfather with the braids and pick pick up a beat up guitar and make it sound so good. That guitar has been through more hell. Yeah, it has. <laughs> that and um, it got a hole in it. <laughs> I, I I could not imagine playing in his band because no no knock on Willie, but if you actually go and listen to him, he's off time, he's off key, but he makes it sound so good. Yeah, he does. He makes it sound so good. He he, he yep, all the above. You're right. <laughs> All the above. He plays a crappy guitar, but that that's his sound. If he doesn't have it, something wrong with him. It, it has the it's the magic of the EQ. <laughs> you it, know? Yeah, but it works. It does. It does. Mm -hmm. And he's not really singing these days. He's more or less like like a narrator in his songs. But that's Willie. And it's a story. Yeah. All the good songs out there are stories. Musicians are some of the best storytellers. Believe it or not. And I know we're going to get your band's uh, information here because it's got a couple minutes left. But the thing is, um, there is a video, and I bought it. I bought the DVD. I, 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 the him, DVD. Yeah. 
They have those still? Yes, they do. Wow. I, I bought it because I, I want to keep it, I mean, like, like the physical copy. I'm that type of guy, you know. I still have VHS tapes. I still got DVDs. I like, you know, like album covers and stuff like that. That's just me. Instead of download, which I can do, but the thing is, uh, if I get the opportunity to meet him, I like for him to sign it. There's a movie of him and Wynton Marsalis doing jazz in New York with Willie singing country. And it works. I'm telling you, it's one of the best I've ever seen. He even cleaned up. He's got a suit on instead of his little dirty attire. <laughs> and it's an all-African-American jazz band. And Wynton Marcellus is an excellent trumpet player, an excellent jazz musician. He's an excellent musician all around. And for an hour and seven minutes or so, they're just playing. And it came out during the holidays one year. And I had a glass of eggnog spiked, had on my favorite robe, I had the temperature just right in the house. And it's Christmas Eve, and I got my feet up on the table, and I'm, I was taken. I was content. Got to check it out. Yeah. It just goes to show you that how universal music is. You yeah. know, you can mix country with jazz, but I mean, an A chord is an A chord is an A chord. It doesn't matter. And it works. Like, and, it, and it works. There's all these things over TikTok of all places. I can't stand that app, but it's a necessity now. Mm-hmm. Um, or they just they just do mashups. I yeah. saw this one. It was a they took Motley Crue, "Girls, Girls, Girls" by Motley Crue. Wow. Or uh, no, "Kickstart My Heart." Sorry, mm-hmm. by Motley Crue. And um. They countrified the song. It was all country, wow. but but they took the the vocal track and stuck it over country. So you have, you know, uh, the rocking uh, yeah. lyrics to that uh, uh, over a uh, a country hmm. track. Okay, with country licks and everything, and it worked. Gotcha. It was amazing. Tell us the website of your uh, band and everything, so we can find you guys. So uh, you got kevinjackson.co. Really, the best place to to find out what we're doing though is uh, is Instagram. Yeah. Either mine or his. It's Kevin Jackson official or Austin Irvin drums. Um, those are the best place to find out what we're doing, and those are the things that stay most active. Any upcoming gigs? Uh, uh, he has a solo at the Westin uh, in Dallas on Friday, and then we're playing Rocket Cafe, um, which is a big show for us uh, Saturday in Waxahachie. Um, hmm. Rocket Cafe hosts some pretty big names sometimes, so it's a, it's a nice to get to be able to go back and play there. Oh yeah, uh, you know, um, love live entertainment. I do. I think our live entertainment's the best when it comes to the artists and comes to the bands of, of the DFW, especially here in, between here in Austin, Texas. Uh, when are you going to come to a show? We've been talking know, about it. You got to you got to get you come out. Uh, between now and the holidays, this is going to be kind of hard. Not saying impossible, but I'd like to see it because I love live music. I, I'd like to see you guys email me or text me your schedule and I'll see what I've got. Oh, yeah. So many things are happening now that the holidays approaches. Again, this is the 14th. We're in the middle of the month already. I look up and it's like, damn, September's half over? It is. Temperature's changing. Fall's starting to creep in. Sun's going down early. I say, yep, and all the holiday stuff. I'm getting flooded with this and that, and I need to be here. I'm like, it's only so much of me. But I realize I need my time, too. Because yeah. don't deprocess, you will burn out. And I'm not about that. Self-care is the most important thing. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anything else. Exactly. That's one thing I really tried to stress to myself. Because we're going, going, going always. Yeah. And it, it is very important to just take take the time to step back. And mm-hmm. take care of yourself because there won't be any more left for you to give if you don't. Yep. Did that yesterday. <laughs> a little bit uh, the day before, but definitely yesterday. I was like, okay, sit and not do much. Didn't even get up and cook. 
Somebody bought me a Whataburger. I thought, oh my God, hell yeah, I ain't got to cook. <laughs> and I stayed up all night watching this stuff on TV. I'll probably do the same thing tonight. Again, all this history is going on, so that's why my mind's going crazy like that. History's a big thing for me, too. I love it. But I need to hear a show, especially a show as big as you guys have. Being sponsored by Dank Vodka, the vodka. Shout out to Trey. That's right. Big shot. Talked to him this morning, actually. I and did, I'll too. Play. Probably talk to him later on and say, hey, man, we mentioned you on my show, man. <laughs> Better believe it. We're going to put Dank Vodka on top. So we will see you next time. Uh, we'll figure out when we can get you and Kevin in the studio together. Oh, yeah. Yep. Chair's still open. And you guys out there, hey, man, check out the news. See what's going on over in England, man. Hey, the queen is gone, but the king is there, and all this stuff is history. And uh, say a few prayers for the family. Hey, they lost a monarch. They lost a, a woman that to them was mom. Everybody else was queen. And there'll never be another one like her. So that's my dedication to her. We'll see y'all next time. Has there ever come a time when you feel real nice and you want to let someone know that you really appreciate them? All you have to do is just